0: Um namo bhagavate vāsudevāya Um namo bhagavate vāsudevāya Um namo bhagavate vāsudevāya Chetasā saravakarmāṇī nāyī sannyasamat parah buddhi-yogam upāśritya Machita Satatang Bhava. In all activities, just depend upon me and work always under my protection. In such devotional service, be fully conscious of me. (coughs) When one acts in Krishna consciousness, he does not act as the master of the world. Just like a servant, one should act fully under the direction of the Supreme Lord. A servant has no individual independence. He acts only on the order of the Master. A servant acting on behalf of the Supreme Master is unaffected by profit and loss. He simply discharges his duty faithfully in terms of the order of the Lord. Now, one may argue that Arjuna is acting under the personal direction of Krishna, but when Krishna is not present, how should one act? If one acts according to the direction of Krishna in this book, as well as under the guidance of the representative of Krishna, then the result will be the same. The Sanskrit word mat-paraha is very important in this verse. It indicates that one has no goal in life save and accept Acting in Krishna consciousness just to satisfy Krishna. And while working in that way, one should think of Krishna only. I have been appointed to discharge this particular duty by Krishna. While acting in such a way, one naturally has to think of Krishna. This is perfect Krishna consciousness. One should, however, note that after doing something whimsically, He should not offer the result to the Supreme Lord. That sort of duty is not in the devotional service of Krishna consciousness. One should act according to the order of Krishna. This is a very important point. That order of Krishna comes through disciplic succession from the bona fide spiritual master. Therefore, the spiritual master's order should be taken as the prime duty of life. If one gets a bona fide spiritual master and acts according to his direction, then one's perfection of life in Krishna consciousness is guaranteed. Now Krishna is summarizing and bringing to the conclusion all his instructions in Bhagavad Gita. And he tells Arjuna to depend upon me, depend upon Krishna and work always under my protection. So, a a sense of dependence and of being protected, these are uh, two essential principles, two of the six principles of Sharanagati. Practically, they are the essence of Sharanagati, or the way of taking shelter, to consider oneself to be protected by and dependent upon Krishna. The two, yeah, this this is the meaning of taking shelter. And then the other uh, limbs of Sharanagrati, they uh, are also part of Sharanagrati, but the very essence is to consider oneself Uh, to always consider oneself dependent upon and protected by Krishna, which, yeah, the two points are very much uh, interrelated. Now, um, actually we're all dependent upon Krishna, whether we accept it or we don't accept it. But the sense of being dependent is bhakti. Of course, in Ramanuja's understanding of his presentation, bhakti leads to taking shelter. But they're they're all uh, inseparable. There's no real bhakti without taking shelter of Krishna without feeling dependent. The kind of bhakti where karma mishra bhakti where one performs bhakti for some kind of material result is not really bhakti. It's called bhakti because there's a semblance of bhakti there. But there's it's not bhakti in as much as one does not make one's desires one with the Lord it's not bhakti in as much as one feels exclusively dependent upon him it's bhakti in as much as one offers worship and respects the supreme lord as superior but it's a long way from sharanagati fully taking shelter so uh, everyone is dependent whether one admits it or does not admit it everyone is dependent upon krishna for their very existence. Those who admit it, they are devotees at at some stage. Even if they are sakama bhaktas, they have material desires, they uh, admit that they are dependent on the Supreme Lord. And we find the difference between the devas and the asuras who are described in the Puranas, in some ways, it may not seem to be very much. They're both materialistic. They're both interested in mundane enjoyment. But the essential difference, and it is, it does make it's a very great difference to how Krishna treats them, is that the devas, Vishnu bhaktasmita udaiya, asuras tad The devas. They are devotees of Vishnu and the demons, they are not devotees. But, yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, the demigods, they realize they're dependent. Of course a lot of time they forget they're the dependent. That's why they get in trouble all the time. <laughs> but when, they, when the trouble becomes too much, then they all run off to Brahma and Brahma goes to see Vishnu. And then they offer prayers admitting their dependence on the Supreme Lord, Vishnu. <clears throat> so this sense of dependence, that is the hallmark or the essential characteristic of a pure devotee. Or one, yeah, One of the... Hallmark characteristics. Not only dependent, but with a sense of love also. Knowing that Krishna, I am dependent upon Krishna, but he loves me, and I love him. One can be dependent in fear also. There is a story told of Stalin, may or may not be true, I'm talking about the original, what was his name, George Stalin or something? Yosef, Yosef Stalin, not, not the guy who's the mayor of Chennai. The original Stalin is named after, or the, the mayor of Chennai is named after Yosef Stalin, the dictator of the USSR in the mid-war years and then up to 1940 something. So there's a story told of him, one of the most fearsome dictators in modern times. Uh, There's a story told of him that he once demonstrated how to control the people by bringing one chicken and holding it in one hand, pulling out all its feathers with the other, which must have been very painful for the chicken. Not that Yosef minded giving pain to others, and then put the chicken down, and the chicken ran around his feet. So the story goes. Didn't run away because he, the chicken, realized that he's completely dependent, or she, chickens usually she, usually dependent, completely dependent on this completely nasty person can. Can't put the feathers back in, but he could kill me, wring my neck. It's completely dependent and loyal. Apparently, he doesn't run away. But dependent out of fear. And some of the religious systems of the world, they seem to foster this kind of dependence. And they actually promote to fear God. Person is cons- person is praised in old English culture as being God fearing, not God loving. God fearing. If, if you he says God fearing, that means he he's a moral person. It means he doesn't sin because he's afraid he'll be punished by God. Otherwise, he would sin probably, but he fears God. So, the dependence that Krishna is advising to Arjuna is loving dependence. Just like the child, oh, I was going to point out Padmanabha. Padmanabha. You see, there he is, sitting over there, playing away. So he has an unquestioning sense of dependence on his parents. He doesn't philosophically think about it. And uh, unquestioning sense that they are... They love me and they're acting for my welfare. Of course, he's too young to even talk, let alone think out all these points. But it is a natural sense of dependence with full confidence that the parents are acting for my welfare, that sense of love. Parents, they love me. So, this kind of dependence uh, Krishna is uh, inculcating. Now, the jiva has independence, minute independence. What does that mean? That means he can choose to accept that he's dependent upon Krishna or not. When we say he has minute independence, that means he has much dependence. Minute independence means there is much dependence. Maybe 1% independence and 99% dependence. The, The overwhelming factor is dependence. But there's a little independence also. So with that little independence, one can choose to accept that I am dependent and to act in a manner appropriate to Uh, one who is dependent or one can choose to deny that one is dependent and still one is dependent whether or not one admits it and uh, if one chooses to deny one's one's dependence then he acts in a manner inappropriate for one who is dependent and has to suffer for doing so. So we are all dependent, whether one admits it or not. Even the atheists, they get their food by the grace of God. (laughs) They may deny it, but they do. Now, this sense of dependence is often... Misunderstood. What does it mean to be dependent upon God? Here, Krishna says, in all activities, sarva karmani, just depend on me. Sometimes it's thought, well, I depend on Krishna, therefore, I don't do anything to do. Just I depend on Krishna. That's all. Well, there is a stage like that, just like Madhavendra Puri, Aya his means of livelihood or existence, we say livelihood, his means of existence was not to ask anything from anyone. And if anyone gave him anything to eat, he would eat. If no one gave him anything to eat, he wouldn't eat. Of course, uh, in India, the culture was and still is in many places that if people see a sadhu, they'll give him something to eat. Sometimes for a sadhu, even if he's eager to eat, which isn't a very good qualification for a sadhu, but uh, he gets given more, becomes a problem. He gets given more than he can eat. So many people wanting to feed him. We find that in the story of Mrigari also. That he asked Narad Muni, well, how how will I live if I give up my profession of hunting animals? Narad said, don't worry, I'll send. So he was getting more food than he needed. When Narad came again, he said, please, the hunter said to Narad, please don't send so much food. It's too much. Because so many people seeing the transformation in the ex-hunter were sending him food recognizing that he had become a saintly person. So it's not that one seizes activities. But one performs activities with a sense of dependence on Krishna. And that also doesn't mean that one performs activities in a sloppy or half-hearted way. Or, or just you do it and, and think, well, the rest is up to Krishna. But one should do so with full uh, intelligence. Activities need, some activities need planning. Arjuna was about to fight a battle... So in, in battle there is the science of warfare in which Arjuna was trained from an early age. The, uh, it's a whole science of battle it's, which has been developed in different parts of the world. Different battle formations, different ploys and tricks. and There's also the etiquette of fighting. You don't strike below the waist. You don't strike an opponent who's running away. So it's a whole science, which is probably getting lost in the modern age. One reason is because uh, the great warriors now sit behind computer screens. (laughs) Another thing, there are hardly any wars now. It's just all terrorism, that's all. (laughs) It's only if one. It's, it's, the only time you'll find an army deployed is against some helpless population. But you don't. It's hard. You don't find one army against another. It's hardly there anymore. Facing each other in battle. So Arjuna was about to fight a great battle, and you know, undoubtedly before the battle, there had been so many discussions of strategy and it's. It's something like a chess game except it's for real. <laughs> chess game is also battle there's the knights and the uh, the pawns who are foot soldiers in the castles and the bishop is there to give blessings and the king is there and much more powerful than the king is the queen. But then if the king's lost then all is lost. So it's it's based on battle but a battle is a real battle in which it's not just a game, but it's, you know, real people get killed. And so the, the, there's a lot, just like in chess, you think, well, if they make this move, then what move should we make? And like this. It's much, and I, a real battle is much more complex. So a lot of planning and then trying to, trying to think what the enemy will do. And if he does this, we should do that. No, no, we should do that. No, 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 And there are different, just like in chess, there are so many, uh, what are they called? There's this the scheme, I can't remember now. The, uh, the, for the opening of the game, there are so many set patterns. Like the Sicilian defense, I think, is the most, or used to be the most common. But then once it goes on, you, you can't elaborate Indefinitely, but they are opening game plans. That afterward you have to use. You can memorize so many opening game plans. After that, you have to use your own intelligence. So in a battle, also there, there, if one uh, formation can be, if, if if you see the opposite army is forming in one formation, then you you can form in various other formations, which are. Supposed to be good for defending against that or attacking that, but once the battle gets going, then you you can't hold it all in 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 format as you would have wished. So uh, soldiers, they're often very pious people. <laughs> they have to fight. Uh, they 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 believe it. They're praying to God for help. Because uh, it's a situation, of course, anyone in any situation can lose their life at any time, but it's, it's much heightened in a battle where there are people trying to kill you. <laughs> their, their, their whole focus is how to kill you. So, uh, Krishna didn't say to Arjuna, well, you just depend upon me. And Arjuna said, that's exactly what I thought at the beginning. You do the fight and I'll go and retire. But that wasn't Krishna. That's not what Krishna said. You, Mamanusmara, yes, yes. Arjuna likes that bit. Mamanusmara, yes, yes. I'll just go and think about you. No, no, no. Listen to the rest of the line. Yudhya cha, you have to fight also. You think of me. Yes, yes, very good. Nice philosophy. But you have to fight also. So Krishna, he, he never stopped right throughout the whole Bhagavad Gita. He never stopped drilling it into Arjuna. You have to think of me and fight. So Krishna says here, in all activities just depend on me. Because sometimes bhakti, it's a misunderstanding, that bhakti is an excuse to be irresponsible. That we don't have to bother because Krishna is dependent. We're depending on Krishna and Krishna will protect us. We can drive like madmen and doesn't matter. Krishna's is looking after us. There's a misunderstanding. We chanted the Nushinga prayers but and then you don't need to put on a seatbelt. See, because Nushinga is protecting us. Uh, then uh, don't eat also, because Krishna will, Krishna will maintain your body if you don't eat also, according to that logic. If you don't have to do anything, then don't eat also. Don't worry, Krishna will maintain you. He'll look after you. So this uh, is an irresponsible way of thinking. We see that Srila Prabhupada as the ideal acharya in all respects He tried very hard with all applying his intelligence on how to spread Krishna consciousness. But the result is in Krishna's That Always Prabhupada had that attitude. Not that he didn't fight, and he he would choose his fights also. In In some cases he would fight, in some cases he wouldn't fight, because he would see Is not a good situation to fight in. in some cases. So the sense of dependence, we have to try to our full ability, and ultimately what happens, we cannot control. The understanding, I am not the controller, but I am the servant. That I am not the controller doesn't mean that I have nothing to do. Because we're so much uh, abhyas, we're so much habituated to the to thinking ourselves as the controller. Then we think when we take to spiritual life, then we stop all activities. Because if I'm not the controller and the I understand I'm not the controller, I'm not the enjoyer. Then we think there's nothing to do, because all activities we think are for us our, for ourselves to control and for ourselves to enjoy. But we are servants, which means that we have to act. And a a good servant acts very responsibly, not irresponsibly. He acts thinking of the interest of the Master. Now, in this case, the Master is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who can affect everything himself, who doesn't need us to serve him. But nevertheless... He himself takes a position as if he is in need of our service. He takes the form of, or he manifests as the deity and he wants us to feed him. He wants us to clothe him. He takes the, the position as if he is helpless to accept our service. And we are meant for service. So, irresponsibility or neglect are not the signs of a Vaishnava, especially at the present time. Now is the time when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's preaching movement is expanding. Now, at, at the present time, the way to serve Krishna is... Sankirtana At the present time is the time of the Sankirtan movement. So Krishna is worshipped in the modern age by the process of Sankirtan, which means one of the meanings of Sankirtan is a group effort to glorify Krishna. So, uh, to perform Sankirtan, one has to to take part in this Sankirtan. One basic requirement is that the body be healthy. Of course, one can glorify Krishna in any situation, even if one is sick. But, practically, to go out and distribute books, to meet people and preach Krishna consciousness to them, it requires that the body be healthy. So, uh, although great devotees in the past have deliberately neglected the body, that is not very suitable at the present time because bodies need to be healthy so we can perform Krishna's service. So it is is a misunderstanding of dependence on Krishna to just allow the body to get sick, to not look after it. That doesn't mean also that we wholly depend upon the doctors. Doctors, there are different classes of doctors. Some are atheistic, some are theistic. Those who are theistic, they understand that I cannot cure anyone. That we can give the medicine and everything, but the, the curing process is a miracle, which is, it, it, we don't really understand how it takes place. So that is affected by the grace of God. And others, they're puffed up and they think, I'm helping so many people, I'm curing them. But ultimately the result is in the hand of Krishna, in all respects. So this, uh, if one thing, oh, I'm sick, but anyway, I won't bother. Let me get sick. That is a misunderstanding. Even one of our devotees died recently because he didn't want want to take any medical advice. He got sick. He was very austere, which is a good quality. But he got sick, and then he didn't want to take anyone's help. He got more and more sick, and then he died. Because he thought, you know, I don't want to bother anyone. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to consult any doctor. And by the time the devotee was trying to take him to the, the hospital, he was refusing help. Even devotees were asking for help. Of course, on the internet, it was reported that the devotees neglected him, but he he forcibly neglected himself, and uh, you know he could be, of course. He was a great soul in so many ways. Very advanced devotee in some ways, but he could be serving the sankirtan movement at the present time. But he's moved on to another situation. So we should look after the body also, and not just not just think that. Well, anyway, what does it matter? It's temporary. It is temporary. But adhruvam artadam, even though it is temporary, but still it has value, his body is meant for serving Krishna. Arjuna, he could have proposed just to fast to death in protest against the upcoming Kurukshetra war, but Krishna, he didn't approve. He said, no, you go and join the war, go and fight on my order and depend on me. So this sense of dependence it, it takes uh, great trust just like the child great tr- unquestioning trust. <coughs> so he may think well Arjuna, he could do that because Krishna is right in front of him and Krishna had protected him in so many ways even before this battle. But what about us? Well, Srila Prabhupada uh, addresses that in here in the purport. One may argue that Arjuna is acting under the personal direction of Krishna, but when Krishna is not present, how should one act? If one acts according to the direction of Krishna in this book, as well as under the guidance of the representative of Krishna, then the result will be the same. In other words, the same as the result that Arjuna got. So it requires some faith, because we don't see Krishna as Arjuna saw Krishna. But it requires some faith that Krishna is there. And sometimes we do see Krishna. Uh, We do see Krishna, just like if we're really preaching and we're really trying hard and we're taking risks, especially in very difficult situations, we find Krishna is present. Krishna makes things happen which are impossible. We see Krishna's hand, just like there's one very nice interview of Shama Sundar Prabhu is the uh, 1968 San Francisco. Samuel Spearster was his Uninitiated name. It's, uh, have you seen that's one of the. He's very. He's a very uh, hearty kind of person, emotional, you can say, in a good way. So he said how in the first days of the movement, they they rented this place, this and there's no money to pay, and, and they had they had to pay eight hundred dollars the next day, and they hardly had eight dollars even to pay for the breakfast. and But Prabhupada, he would do that. He'd say, take that building. We have no money. You take it. Even, as, even the Juhu property, there's no money to pay. Prabhupada said, take it. So he may, well, the Prabhupada, that's Prabhupada's sense of dependence on Krishna. So, uh, then the devotee didn't know how they were going to pay. So anyway, they're out in the morning chanting Japa, and there in the empty street before anyone got up, there are hundred-dollar notes blowing around, which you just don't see. You don't see hundred-dollar notes just lie on the street, blowing in the wind. And Shama Sunda said, Yes, we saw Krishna manifested as hundred-dollar notes. <laughs> it was imp- it was an impossible situation. Prabhupada also, he uh, again with Shambhala in London. He uh, he told get get the whole temple made, and he made this elaborate design, and he was invite all people, inviting important people because they had contact with the Beatles, so they could invite all the important people of the uh, the music, to, and they're very uh, very uh, well known, famous and influential people. And so they invited people. Are getting the temple ready, and then all deities? No deities. There was no plan for any deities. And Prabhupada said, "No, Krishna will come," and he came. <laughs> of course, Prabhupada had a you know internal uh, connection to Krishna. We don't know whether Prabhupada knew the deities were sitting in someone's house in South London. And due to his, his stupid idea that one of the deities, there was a crack in the thumb. So he thought they're impure. They cannot be installed. We don't know. Or if just Prabhupada was just getting it ready for Krishna and then getting it ready for Krishna, well, Krishna has to come. We don't know. But anyway, that was. Prabhupada's sense of dependence on Krishna. When, when you are that advanced, then you can do so. Otherwise, it would be good to order deities in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Buddhi-yoga-mupāśritya, in this verse. Buddhi-yoga-mupāśritya, taking shelter in Buddhi-yoga, applying one's intelligence also. So, bhakti means to be dependent upon Krishna, to act intelligently in Krishna's service uh, with confidence that Krishna is looking after me. Krishna is looking after us in our efforts to co-jointly serve Krishna. So with that confidence, uh, a devotee goes on not acting irresponsibly, very uh, carefully, but at the same time, uh, with the sense of dependence upon Krishna, which makes one bold, then one can, then can go to anyone and 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 deal with them. No, are not intimidated by anyone. But can tell everyone that Krishna is the supreme. You should surrender to him. Of course. According to preaching circumstances, we don't just walk up to everyone and tell them, surrender to Krishna. We could do that also. But generally we try to induce people to take Prabhupada's books, to come to the temple, and enjoy the nice atmosphere, and then like this, gradually bring people in. But it's quite acceptable way of preaching just to go up to everyone and tell them, Krishna is supreme, surrender to him. That you can do also. But generally recommended, give them Srila Prabhupada's books. So, any question about this? Hmm. We express our dependence upon Krishna. And we are confident that what is that? He'll deliver us from material existence. Yeah, but the motivation that the Allah made Well, it seems there are different levels. In 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 one level, one does pray. Uh, we find in the in the prayers of Bhakti Thar- Sharanagoti it begins with him saying, "I'm suffering so much in material life, and deliver me." But then later on, he. In, toward the end of the prayers he says that we, de- we don't desire liberation at all so the suffering in this material world is just to waken us up to the fact that it's we're not supposed to be in this position so in in the beginning stages of devotion one may pray for liberation from the suffering in this world <inaudible> I'm in this horrible world. Please pick me up. Of course, one can see, a devotee sees the world as horrible because we're separated from Krishna. But uh, in the early stage, what is that? Punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam, punarapi janani jaktare Yes. The, the nature of this material world is again and again getting born, again and again dying, again and again lying in a mother's womb. And, sare pare then again the, the prayer is that this material world is horrible and very difficult to escape from. So uh, please maintain us and deliver us Murari Krishna, so that's that's one stage, and then another stage is not even praying for liberation from this world. It's actually a very advanced meditation. I mean, we, we can pray like that, but. You get a few kicks from my I never I never mind a few kicks just get a toothache and then and then see how how much we want to pray that uh, let me take birth again take birth again and again means getting toothache again and again and that's only that's only one of the difficulties and when you say toothache you know it sounds well, it's a small thing we think because you know, it's not doesn't is not likely to die from toothache, and after all, it's just a tooth. It's a little thing, but it's damn painful. It's extremely painful, and when you have a toothache, especially this uh, this root canal thing, then it's it's extremely painful. And then at that time, see how see how how uh, much you're going to pray that may I take birth again and again. <laughs> may I have toothache again and again. What to mention, you know. If I go through the list of things I've had in my life, you know. (sighs) Cracked ribs. Do I want that again and again? No. Two types of chicken pox. No, I want it again and again. (laughs) Measles, mumps, hepatitis, malaria, piles... Hernia, wounds, all kinds of wounds, blown up, and boils. I'm just thinking, Man, I haven't had a bad life overall compared to a lot of people. But I was thinking, if I want to have that all again and again. It's really an exalted prayer. That prayer to pray for Birth after, birth. I don't even want liberation. That stage we should come to. Then we should think about becoming manjaris in Vrindava. <laughs> we talk about joining Krishna in his conjugal pastimes. Just fulfil this condition first. Then we'll see. Otherwise, it's ridiculous. talking about Ras and then just completely overwhelmed by toothache and, and not thinking of... That's a test. If, if Deho, what is that? Deho Nahija uh, What is that? Deho Nahija Shung sha, Tar shung Kaha, something like that. Narottama. Prabhupada quotes that. That uh, if you forget your body, then there's no question of being bound in this material world. So if one is so overwhelmed with love for Krishna and thoughts of Krishna that even during a toothache, one doesn't even notice it because one is so overwhelmed with love of Krishna that is Krishna consciousness. Now see how far we have to go. Prabhupada is like that. Harishori explained that. He'd have toothache and eventually one tooth just fell out. That means that the passive built up inside and it had burst. which No one does that. No one goes without dental treatment. The Prabhupada just went on, his whole mouth swelled up. No one does that. Prabhupada just went on with life. That's advancement. (laughs) Hare Krishna.